Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is, folks. And today we're on the road. Folks, we have been traveling throughout the great interstates of uh, the East Coast. Really uh, just I-95. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we we've been a on Turnpike. We've been on we've been on 95. Yeah. If you guys are uh East Coasters, uh, you guys know about 95, folks. Am oh I yeah. Talking about something you know what we talking about. Listen, Cracker Barrel. We haven't stopped there yet. Believe I'm sure, it or not. I'm sure that we've talked about Cracker Barrel on this podcast. We definitely before. have. Right? Because, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised we haven't hit a Cracker Barrel yet. Usually, we have gone on the road a couple of times, and we have recorded like little podcast snippets on the road, and shortly at one of those was in a Cracker Barrel. By the way... There are no snippets. Yeah, no on, snippets on this. this. Not maybe maybe next week we'll find out. I think what we'll do is uh, for next week's show, I will make it my business to have a few snippets of what the rest of our trip because we are right smack dab in the middle of our trip. Yep. Right, Ash? Yeah, that's right. Last night's show was uh, show number two out of four shows. Yes. Yeah, so why don't you uh, take us through, um, you know, when we left, where we've been, what we've been doing. It's actually been a whirlwind, and my mind is having a hard time processing it. Because we started off Saturday, we left for Philadelphia. Um, Nick, you had a job all week, so you were barely home. Yeah, and I was so, getting up at 5 and coming home at like 9, and it was it was a little rough skis. So basically, you needed... Ooh, that's my alarm. Oh, Ashley, you, you got to get the hell up. <laughs> you needed... Ashley, you have to take, you have to take your 75 pills. You needed um, Saturday day to get ready, and I needed Saturday day to freak out, I think was how it worked. And so we finally left Saturday afternoon. We got Philadelphia. Um, the show at the Good Good Theater in Philadelphia was incredible. Yeah, it was very, very good. Um, and uh, we were very thankful to the Good Good Theater in uh, Philly for uh, being so kind to us and uh, allowing... You guys, they had so many snacks yeah, for us. Yeah, there were snacks, and uh, it was a, a, a really, really great time. Crowd was awesome. We forgot to mention the podcast that's our my biggest uh, yeah. regret yeah. of the philadelphia Hopefully some show. of you guys have found us you know and you are first time listeners and we just want to say sorry that we didn't plug this thing uh to you in person i know you would have loved to hear at, yeah. now that you've caught up on all of our um Every 100 single. episodes in the last two days i'm sure you would have loved ashley to talk about reality blows at the end of the show but Alas, it was not to be. I was just too excited. You know, I'm working out my material and trying to like do 50 minutes. Um, and in New York City, you really only get like 10 minute sets. You know, every now and then someone fun brings me on the road and I get to do 20 minute sets. But doing like a whole 50 minutes, that is a completely different muscle that I'm working. And so Philly was the first 50 minute set. And it was probably 45 minutes. Um, it was a little shorter been trying to pull it out make it longer what works what doesn't work i'm just trying to record this stand-up album in november so i can finally quit comedy yeah that's the goal folks you make one piece of art and then you get the hell out yeah i'm gonna be like look ma here's proof of the past eight years you can't argue with this and then i'm gonna shake a cd at her and say, look, it's a compact disc. Speaking of that, I mean, you can actually just say that in person when you perform right in front of her in two days in Chapel ooh, Hill. Oh, doggy, I'm going. So <laughs> we are right now, we are in Richmond. We had a show last night at the Coalition Theater. Thank you to the Coalition Theater, another fantastic show. Um, oh, yeah, we should say thank you to um, our openers. Uh, mm -hmm. So Cassandra D. opened up 
um, or was our featured act at Philadelphia, and she was hilarious, and uh, we're very uh, happy to have, well, I, I met her for the first time, actually, I had met her before. Mm-hmm. She hosted some shows there when I was there with Aparna Nancherla um, a few months ago. Yeah, great uh, comedian, really fun, check her out when you're in Philly, and then last night, the Coalition Theater, uh, we had a... Uh, a feature uh, called uh, Sarah Ahmed, and uh, she was uh, really, really funny. Um, and We're all great energy. Yes, and uh, she was really fun to hang out with. And uh, she has a show called Bruise Bits and no Beans Bits and Bruise mm-hmm. that goes it's in on Richmond. A, it's I think it's at the Coalition Theater. Oh. I think it's a once a month thing, is what I heard. So if you are from Richmond, you should check that out because it's got the uh, Nick and Ash uh, seal of approval stamp. Um, that was the stamp sound effect. Uh, and then we had a, a super, uh, fun, not really a surprise, but, uh, a gift. Our, uh, it was a gift from the universe. Our dear friend, Roger Hales. He's from, he's from Richmond. We know him from New York. We yeah. both met him in New York in the stand up scene. Um, when I started, he was sort of a kingpin in my mind. He was, he was so, he was so funny and so cool. I was like, Oh, Roger's the coolest. I definitely, when I moved to New York city and I was like a little child trying to hang out with adults in bars, um, I looked up to Roger as a person who uh, I thought uh, had just hilarious jokes and was an incredible performer and uh, very happy to uh, years later be able to share stages with him and then actually have him come in and uh, be on this little tour with me and Ash. It was, it was great. awesome. And yeah. he's really great to hang out with and he's such a good guy. So if, uh, you know, I don't know, if you ever catch Roger Hales, you know, performing anywhere, or if you're in Richmond, Virginia or something like that, uh, that's another big shout out right there. Basically, though, this is the, so Philadelphia was like wham, bam. I can't stress that enough, y'all. Wham, bam, like, there was literally no time for a thank you, ma'am. So we like get in, we unload our stuff, um, we go over our set list, we do the show. The show started at like 1030, so we didn't get home, we didn't get back to the apartment until midnight due to some very... Um, interesting parking choices. We got up at 8 a.m. We, excuse me, Nick got up at 8 a.m. Thank you. To feed the meter on a Sunday? Philadelphia? You got to pay the meter on a Sunday? They make you pay the meter from New 8 York. to 10 p.m. and then it's free. Or to 8 to 10 a.m. and then it's free, which is so ridiculous. They're just kind of like, hey, listen, don't have too much fun because you're getting your ass up at 10 to 8 tomorrow eight to morning. 10. No, no. 10 minutes to 8 a.m. is when I got up at 7.50 to roll my ass out there so I could feed that stupid meter just so I can pay another $5 to be there for another two hours. And then once I made it the extra two hours, oh, now you're free. It's like, why? Why would you? I I guess they just don't want people leaving it there overnight and not paying for it. They want your ass up and paying us a little extra money. I don't know, but even New York City. City <sighs> lets you sleep in on a Sunday. Yeah, that's whack. Could folks. not believe it, Philadelphia. But then, so we got up. I don't know, Nick. What did you get? Like five hours of sleep Saturday I gotta, night. I got a. If I hadn't been waking up super early, I would have never been able to do it. But I think we're skipping over a huge part of uh, the Saturday night experience, and that's the fact that Ashley and I ate halal together in the tiniest little room, just staring yeah. at one another. That <laughs> was, was tough. One another. Yeah, it was. It was, it was a real come down <laughs> after that high from performing. There really is nothing like like really like rocking a show and then sitting in like an eight by ten cubicle like eating out of like a uh, 
a a, a plastic container um. staring at the person <laughs> you've been with like for eight hours straight and then in the halal place this was great so we order our food which was right around the corner and honestly um it was from what was it halal guys or yeah whatever. that shit is good it is yeah, i'm not it's great. i'm, I'm it's not eight gonna bucks, you get rice it's you get so veggies good. you get falafel you get tahini come on yeah it was good i could have used a little bit more tahini and then i realized i did had, need some more moisture he he had asked me if i wanted um hot sauce as well and i said no because you said no and i just didn't want to confuse anything i wanted yeah. to just get the same thing the hell out of there well i thought he said barbecue sauce he to did. me he did and i was that like was one that's of the weird no, 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 who no, gets no. barbecue I don't know. sauce maybe in that's halal. a philly special who knows but as we were walking out ashley who was taping all of her shows she had a, a little stand a little tripod for her phone and i was holding it and we were walking out and some guy just like stopped us who was like drunk in halal guys and he was like hey hey you guys YouTube vloggers? No, he said, are you two vloggers? <laughs> and we were like, what? He's like, vloggers, are you vloggers? And like, it was like mid, it was like 1230. I, My mind couldn't function. I was like, we asked yeah, him like, what I didn't times. say a word. And then finally he was like, like on YouTube. Are you vloggers <laughs> on YouTube? I love YouTube. Okay, because when he said I love YouTube, b- before that, I didn't want to answer either way because I didn't know. I couldn't tell if he hated vloggers or loved vloggers. Yeah, I didn't know. And I kept thinking he said bloggers. And I was like, how does he know I write on the internet? <laughs> and I was like, is he recognizing my words from this face of mine? How is that possible? What if we were like to say yes? Then we would have to tell him what our vlogs were like. And he would tell us how much he likes to look at vlogs. Like, we should have plugged our youtube channels go watch my eight videos on youtube from six years ago my character reel i have never been more scared in public before when a man asked me if i was a vlogger i was like oh my god do you um, vlog I- are you a vlogger <laughs> like on youtube i fucking hate this world we live in where people can just randomly ask strangers if they're vloggers on the street like because you have all the equipment it's like literally dude i have a fucking phone tripod i have a 15 dollar like, tripod from amazon yeah I could also be a mom who's I, just recording her kids. I was so offended. I literally almost beat him to death with it. I swear. Oh, my God. So then we go to Philadelphia. So Okay, so after the halal, we go to sleep. We get up early. Nick gets up early. But we also have to get on the road pretty quickly because we have this show in Richmond. And Google Maps is saying that Richmond is about five hours away. We're like, we'll get some breakfast. We'll hit the road. We'll get to Richmond at 3 we got here at like 5.30, y'all. Traffic was bad. D.C. is always busy. Yeah, it's busy. I mean, we had to make a bunch of stops to grab some I coffees. I had to pee a lot. Ashley was a pee monster. It was wild. Um, But Ashley was also trying to school me on the fact that I was like, yeah, we'll just stop for some coffee at like a rest area. And Ashley's like, Nick, listen, I hate to break it to you, but... Rest areas are not like how they are in New Jersey in the rest of the country, okay? In New Jersey, there seems to be a Starbucks and a Burger King and a Sparrow and an Auntie Anne's fucking pretzels. But everywhere else, it's just a bathroom and a water fountain. And I was and like, what okay, What I'm talking okay. about is a state-run rest area. You know them if you're in Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. Yeah. It's just like a series of bathrooms on the highways with some adjoining vending machines. Uh, yeah. And then, I don't know, 19 minutes later when we were in Maryland, we went to like literally the most state-of-the-art rest area that okay, had 65 so options. When and have like I ever been to a rest area seating. in Maryland? You know, I don't even know why you're telling this story because you know two hours later we went to the exact rest area I was describing in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. But still, 
uh, I'm just saying it's not just a jersey. You always like pin pin things on Jersey. Like that's, that's how they do it the in New Jersey. They don't do it at like that anywhere else. That's the first time I ever saw it was in the New Jersey Turnpike where you pull in. You're like, this is a rest area, but there's a Starbucks. Listen, Starbucks is in rest areas. Um, Blows my mind. They blow your mind, but they're also like wonderful. I I always order. Yeah, a it's co- the best. I'm not complaining. I always about like it. go up there and like kind of like scared to do it, but then order a cold brew. And like they're like, yeah, we got it. And I'm like, oh, thank God, because like, how many people could be ordering the cold brew at a rest area like in South Jersey, like on a Wednesday? You know what Not I mean? Many, like yeah. the fact that they're making it still and then just throwing it out at the end yeah. of the night or whatever, because it always tastes the same. And it's like asking, like I was in like a shitty Dun- Dunkin' Donuts, like in um, Chinatown in Philadelphia, and I asked for almond milk. Asking for almond milk at a Dunkin' Donuts already is dicey as fuck. But I was just like, man, I, I feel like it's such a Brooklyn thing to ask for like an a different milk for your coffee yeah and to do it in a duncan in like yeah that's a brave move in a duncan that's attached to like a shitty motel in philly and i did it and they're like yeah we got it boop 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 i'm like oh my god i love this world that's my favorite thing about starbucks like listen i'm not a fan of corporations but you can i love them and all the things they do you can be in any starbucks and anywhere in this country like in the middle of nowhere and you can be like do you guys have soy milk and they're like yeah of course and it's like fresh almond milk who the hell soy milk who the hell drinks soy milk ash I'm just saying they always have milk um, alternative. Always, no matter okay. where you are. Oh, corporations. Duncan, yeah, I remember. Duncan, I'm surprised by. But like Starbucks, it's like, you know, you're like, oh, thank God I don't have to drink cow's milk. You always have an alternative. Folks, just a tip. If you are going to drink almond milk and you're on some sort of a no sugar diet, I would ask to see the carton and then look at the facts, Don't do bro. that, you guys. Do not do that. You'll get kicked out. So I'm, I'm telling you, there's sugar in that shit. Even like in the barista one, it's like barista brand that is in like very nice coffee shops. I've picked one of those up in the wild in like a supermarket and looked and there's motherfucking sugar in it. So Wow. Listen, yeah, I'm really friend, struggling again diet-wise, so that's why it's on my mind. Our friend Julia Johns, has she been on the podcast? Yeah, we talked about Very Cavalary with her. Okay. It so was when we were going to do the thing where we would show somebody a show they never saw before, and then at the end of the episode, ask them whether or not they'd watch it again, and she said... No. I believe she did say no. Wow. This podcast has gone through so many like different iterations. It's just like <laughs> one or two podcasts where like, you know, we're just going to talk about sports now. That's all. <laughs> this is now a sports podcast. Um, She, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. She did Whole30 for like a month. Yeah. And she had to order almond milk to get like special no sugar almond milk. It's really tough. Well, I kind of, I found no sugar almond milk. She couldn't find it. She had to order it. Interesting. Maybe I was like talking about like, I was. She does live in Queens though. Oh, fuck it. You know what I mean? Do they even deliver? Does Amazon deliver to Queens? I don't think so. It's cut off. (laughs) Ridgewood, it's tough. Astoria, they can because it's like, you know, that's why they were going to put the hq2 in queens because it was like the only place where it wasn't delivering to they, i had they figured, no idea yeah it's unfortunate that they didn't put wow. it there now they'll never get Amazon. they'll actually never get they'll never have the the deliciousness that prime is mm, that's a shame um speaking of prime i ordered two things for this road trip um just i just needed two things because we're going to be in the car and i am a little wilting daisy so i ordered two uv protectant things a week before we left on Prime, and only one of them showed up. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate which one showed up, honestly. It's a full face nightmares. mask, and it Ashley really is, bothers Ashley me. Ashley is literally wearing a hijab in my... I am not. It looks like a medical mask for breathing. No, But then it's, it's got flowing. like a long, flowy it's flowing. bottom. It's And it's, it's 100% like. UV protectant. 
I mean, I got nothing against a hijab if that's what you're doing, but that's not what Ashley's doing. She's protecting from UV sunlight, and it's just bizarre to be driving down the highway for hours and hours and hours and then look over, and then there's somebody wearing, like, a cloth mask and also Ray-Bans, uh, tw- uh, like, looking through Twitter. It's yeah. just startling. You know who told me about it? Um, my favorite YouTuber, my I favorite know. vlogger, Dr. Dr. Dre. Yeah. D R A Y. Have you ever talked about Dr. Dre on this podcast? I, I think don't think I have. You probably mentioned her, but I don't think tell, tell the blowhards who that, who that person is. You oh, guys, but speaking of vloggers. Yeah, speaking of, you guys, I have a little, um, you know, addiction. Not even an addiction, just dipping my toe into the wild unknown. And that is, I like watching a couple of YouTubers. Dr. Dre is one of them. She's a dermatologist on. YouTube she's highly problematic because (laughs) because she has um I I don't want to you know I'm not I'm not making any declarative statements but if you watch her you you think maybe something's a little off with this woman it's hard to tell exactly people on the internet think she has um like some problematic issues uh with eating and food some other people have pointed out her lack of friends in her um multiple vlogs every week you know there there's something you do get the feeling when you're watching it that you're watching a woman sort of in a vacuum you know like you're you're definitely watching someone in a capsule who is vlogging their same um routine very very tied to their routine anyway she is a big advocate she's a dermatologist she's a big advocate of these uv face shields and she wears them in her vlogs in order to normalize them and so i'm just doing the good work out there putting this face mask on i'm normalizing it for all my um pale skin people who want to wear a face mask but are worried that they will be ridiculed by people like nick well i didn't want to mention it because i didn't want you to have to order one from me but i did uh uh, have a person um, at the job I was working at this week. Uh, we had some downtime, and uh, she, uh, I don't, know, she majored in some sort of health, something nutrition. Anyway, she's up on all that shit, and uh, she showed me a picture of a tr- the truck driver. Did you ever see that truck driver picture? Oh yeah, that's okay. a big deal. I had never that's seen that before. A huge deal. Yeah, so it's like a truck driver who was like in his sixties and. Mm-hmm. He had been driving a truck for, I don't know, 40 years or something. And the left side of him, which was the side uh, that was, you know, next to the window as he's driving. Left side of his face. Yeah, his face. Uh, the wrinkles and the aging look like he was 105, and then the right side of his face, he, he looked like he was like you know in his 60s. Yeah, because windows do not protect you from UVA rays, which right. are the ones that age you, Nick. And that's why I'm constantly telling you to put on sunscreen because I, I want you to stay young forever. I did put sunscreen on, but I put it on my hands and my arms. I yeah. didn't have any on my face, but I do have a beard. Beard doesn't protect you from the sun rays. I've the and, rays. I, and I do have sunglasses on, and sometimes a hat. So that helps. Anyway, Nick is shaming me for trying to protect my No, I'm not skin. shaming you. And honestly, I make fun of you because it's funny. And if I didn't make fun of you, that would be strange. Let's be honest. If you just put that on and I'm like, this is all cool. Everything's very cool right now. <laughs> you'd think that I was like bringing you to like 
your your final resting place. I would place. be worried like, that you'd you don't be like, love hey, me anymore. Yeah, you'd be like, hey, why is he being so cool about this? Is yeah. he about to just drive us into the ocean? Yeah. No, I I, I, I poked a little bit of fun at you, and uh, I took a picture, and maybe I'll post it. The other thing that I bought that Amazon never delivered was full um, arm shields. So it's hand and arm shields and that protect you from the UV rays that are uh, cooling as well. So it's like you're not going to get hot in the summer months. So I was really prepared to look like a mummy in the car the whole time but now i look like i'm just gonna go in for surgery and i've also added a fun little handkerchief yeah it is flowing it's super flowing um what was i gonna say about oh you watch dr dre videos with me sometimes do you have any thoughts on dr dre besides you just kind of enjoy her Oh, I just think she's hilarious. I like her, and I and she has her mom and, and her yeah. videos every once in a while. Hi her, guys. Mo- her mom is very strange. She has a specter like voice. Hi. Hi, how's everybody doing? Oh, and then Dr. Dre always says, "You look nice today." Thank you. I've been wearing this strawberry in my hair to me. It's very, you know. She's. Do you feel like you're watching like a woman on the edge with Dr. Dre, like? There are people you know, on the internet. It's like a health and it's like a it's like a health and skincare version of Grey Gardens. Kind yes, of, you it know is. What I mean? uh-huh. And there uh, is a, a like a, a, a gossip like a forum dedicated to her called Dre Gardens. Oh fuck! Yeah. I'm running the money. Great, you really are. Yes, but you know what? You know what I want to talk about. Let's let's make a switch and and talk about some reality television. Yeah. And, and and we're gonna be talking a little bit more about our trip on our next episode. All that good stuff. But, uh, um. Ashley, we had mentioned Very Cavalier. You told me a few days ago when we were talking about doing this podcast. By the way, we're like, this is coming out in like midday Monday. We're a little little late on this stuff, and we're recording it uh, like late morning Monday uh, just to keep everybody up on what's actually happening. But you wanted to talk about Very Cavalier. You said that, that you wanted, is it because you watched a bunch more this week? Yeah, and I hate it. Okay, I need. I see. I'm. I haven't watched any since our first run of watching some, and then you talked about cracking into season two, and um, I think you did force Julia to watch more. You had you were texting with the, the great Julia Johns, uh, possibly. She, I don't know, but I know she is watching Southern Charm because of us. Oh, okay. Well, we're gonna talk about Southern Charm in a little bit, but yeah. tell us tell us what what's going on in Very Cavalier right I now. I just do not like it at all. I mean, Southern Charm coming into my life has really sh- like put a big spotlight on how other reality shows are lacking like big time and so especially because we started season two of season charm or uh southern charm this week and we've been introduced to a new character named landon right yes and now when i'm watching landon scenes i want to fast forward through them on southern charm and then i go over to very cavalieri and i'm like oh on every everybody's a landon Exactly. That's exactly what it is. I want to fast forward through everyone that's not Jay Cutler or Kristen. I sort of like Reagan. She's fun. Like she was the one that has that sort of monotone voice. So you might remember like the big titted blonde um, with the monotone voice. I, I remember. Funny. Yes, yes, yes. This but, is the person who I thought was 19 years old the last time we talked right, about and this. And she was like 28. Yeah. yeah okay. So she doesn't, but she doesn't have someone to go up against to have fun with. Like she's got no foil on the show because because they fired the redhead Shannon. So it's just like Reagan's just like kind of getting in arguments with the store manager, um, Brittany, who is unwatchable. I feel so bad saying this, 
because like I looked on Twitter, I was on Reddit and like fans do not like her. People are dragging her. They're like, she's so boring. Please stop showing her not interested in her love life. And usually with those people, I feel sort of like I want to defend them or I'm like, no, she adds something to the show. I do. I do not find her watchable at all. So what is going like, what's her What's the problem? She's just straight up boring or is she unlikable? She's or? boring and stressed simultaneously. So and you're just like that's watching. Not, that's not a fun combo to watch. No, you're just like watching a boring person be stressed out. And you're like, there's got to be more. There has to be more to this. And then. And is her main storyline the fact that she's running um, Magnificent Joseph? And, what's the name of it? <laughs> Uncommon, Uncommon James. Uncommon James. And it's just like she's putting out all the fires and she's got no help. Is that what's happening with her? That's a big storyline. And then the other big storyline is her romance with that um, sloppy musician guy. Remember? Oh, I hated that guy. Yeah. So he he's actually he has done like a 180 since the first season. He got himself a stylist to make him not look like such a fool. And he's not so, um, he's like more for Britney this time. Like, I feel like last season he was constantly like rolling his eyes whenever she'd pick up her phone and like, he like didn't want to talk about the show. And this time he's like, someone has told him this show is an opportunity for you to get your music out. You need to look like you're invested in this relationship and you're invested in her and we will spotlight you and your music in some way. And so he's clearly doing that he's clearly and what is he doing because they're in tennessee so is he like doing like a like a country rock thing yeah. like a cool country thing yeah. Have yeah. you have you heard his music on the show slash looked it up on the internet i have they've shown it they've definitely showcased it on the show but unfortunately it's usually in the middle of a britney sandwich where it's like a little britney and then her boyfriend showing the music and then a little right. britney and so i have already started to fast forward through her at that point that is what has happened with me and very cavalry is i'm fast forwarding through scenes now and that makes me go at, ask myself should i even be watching this show if if I'm just watching it for Kristen and Jay Cutler. Also, Kristen doesn't seem that nice, which is like, I, I've talked about this on the show before. At first, I was like, she's like fun and snarky. But then the more you watch it, you're like, does she like anyone besides herself? It's hard to tell. And then that shines a light on Jay Cutler where you're like, how, why would he be with someone who was just kind of like mean? Is it just because she's like a thin, pretty white woman with a lot of money? Is that what's going on? I mean, do you think that... Uh, well, well, before I ask questions, why yeah. don't you tell me why? What? Why do you think that they are together? You don't think that they'd like gel in like a way of like a yin and a yang sort I of think way. they gel in a way where I can see them having very similar humor and I could see him finding her like um I could see him finding her snarkiness and like her sassiness as like appealing like him being like that girl's got an edge you know <laughs> but then that edge revealing itself as like nothing more than an armor like there it doesn't go deeper than that to like a, a rich personality do you know what i'm saying i know exactly what you're saying is this is this uh john whatever his name yes. britney's boyfriend uh -huh. now this is his band is called american young yeah. so i went on itunes and i just the top song on itunes i would like to play let's do it for a couple of seconds before we get fined okay um i've never heard any of it and we will do a quick review so this is this is John Stone, is his name. That's right. Britney's boyfriend on Very Cavallari, his band, American Young. This is called Gonna Be You.
What are we in an elevator right now? Why am I such a hater? We had it all us against the world. Thought we knew it. That's terrible. That is really bad. That sounds like <sighs> trash music that uh, you hear in the background somewhere, and you're like, this isn't a real band. Somebody just put this song together to, to fill time and space. Um, it seems like it was made not for the I joy. hate cool country, by the way. I hate like country made by like a guy who doesn't look like a country guy. I don't like it. <clears throat> Excuse me. If it's alt country, that's different, where it's like, it's country, but it's got like a punk influence or something like that I enjoy, but... Or I prefer, you know, like, like ten gallon hat, you know, Spurs, you know, just came off a horse country over anybody who has bangs like that yeah. making country influenced music. And unfortunately, and I hate to say it, folks, a lot of this shit is coming out of Nashville. All right, it's coming out of Nashville. It's coming out of Knoxville. It's coming out of Tennessee. Those folks have been doing country for a long time. That and they and then the Country Music Hall of Fame is in Nashville. That Grand they're Ole Opry, th baby. That they're like the people who are still trying to keep that sound alive, but give it like a cool pop sensibility. Fuck off! I don't want wow. anything like that. And hey, John Stone, I'm putting a challenge out to you. Put on a ten gallon hat. You fucking cut those bangs. You put on a western style shirt, and you fucking get out there with an actual acoustic guitar, and you rock something that doesn't sound some lame ass shit that we just played. You All know, right? the problem with it is that it seems like Nick, chill out. I'm pissed. It seems like he is making music for an us like an expected audience like he's like oh this is what they want instead of like this is the music i want to make do you know what i mean it doesn't yeah, seem yeah, do you inspired think he likes that? you think he likes even i likes really that? don't do you think, think he Brittany does. likes that music i bet you she does i bet she does yeah i bet he's making it for britney what about um does john stone and jay cutler ever have any interaction no, never once in the same room <laughs> i bet you he hates his band i bet you cutler hates john stone's band i think um, i only way, like cutler. by the way american young that's the name of your band? Yeah. And the first song is like, we were young. Yeah. <laughs> we were so young once in America. I mean, it that was pretty god-awful. So the, the question here is, where are they in the season, by the way? They're ended. It's ended. It's ended. I think so. so. Season two is ended. Well, whatever. I kind of went by in a blur because they're hour-long episodes, but I was fast-forwarding through so many chunks that yeah. it was like boiling down to 25 minutes. What uh, Can you sum up what season two like was about? Ooh, season like, two how did it end, basically? Like, was like, okay, so Kelly, her friend, her single friend, who's like um, very thin and perpetually single. And they're like, let's make that into a storyline. She's getting her eggs frozen. And so that's like the big storyline. Come on. And she's also, she's a little bit more watchable than Brittany, but barely. I mean, she's just like giggling all the time in her interviews with Kristen. And then like on her one-offs, it's just about how like she just can't find anybody to be with. Oh, this girl's single. Right. And it's not, I'm not interested in that unless there's like some, f I, I don't, I don't know what the secret ingredient is for reality television, but I know that Catherine Dennis on Southern Charm has it. And I know that Kelly on Very Cavalry does not have it. I, you know, I mean, we, we will talk about Southern Charm season two in, in way more depth once we finish crushing season two. We're a couple episodes in. 
I don't want to ruin anything for that podcast because I know we've had people coming out of the woodwork uh, saying thank you that we've finally popped in and started watching this it's shit. It's true. So we've hit a nerve clearly in America of people who want to hear about people who have just started Southern Charm. Um, and you better believe we'll probably watch every single episode in the next couple of months. But um, yeah, I want to save it for that. But I mean, if we can maybe talk a second about what a show like Southern Charm has that a show that ke- uh, that uh, very cavalry is lacking willingness to throw yourself out there in a complete and utter regardless way mm. and exposing all of your flaws mm-hmm. right maybe maybe very cavalry is a little sterile it's super sterile it's not compelling um i'm not i don't like I'm not invested in anyone. There's no one that like besides Jay and Kristen, none of these satellite characters have a spark that pulls me in where I'm like, I want to watch what they're doing. I want to know more about them, you know, Southern charm. And, and this is really coming down for me to Catherine. She pulls me in so much. I find her I, 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 so relatable and I find her like slightly inspiring in some ways and some scenes, especially in this beginning of season two. I mean, it opened up and you basically learn that like T-Rav has um, ab- absconded with Catherine and the child and hidden them in uh, this house hours and hours away from her regular life. He's isolated her from her friends and her family and she's p- pregnant and then had the kid and she's living in this house by herself and a nanny. And it's just like, she's desperately trying to make this work. She's dressing up. She's playing the part that T-Rav is asking her to play. She's trying to be a senator's wife and he is not holding up his side of the deal. And instead, he's constantly telling her that she is not doing her job. And what we're doing right now, we're in the beginning of watching someone who has yet to learn that no matter what they do, they will never um, get that seal of approval from their partner because they're dating a psychopath. But she doesn't know that yet. And so we're watching her strive. We're watching her say, like, I'm invested in this relationship. This is what I want. I'm invested in myself. I know I can do this. I'm going to pull it off. We're watching her try and do that right now. And there's some sort of tragic beauty about it because it's not, it, I don't think it's going to work. Okay, I don't think she's going to be able to do this. But the fact that she is putting her heart into it is compelling as fuck to watch. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I have my own thoughts about Catherine, but uh, yeah, she is compelling to watch. I mean, I'm, I'm watching it and I'm glued. And also the scene like on episode two when T-Rav uh, uh, um, announces that his he's going to run for Senate, right? When he has this big dinner and that blonde woman, Jenny, shows up. And Catherine is like, I don't have the energy for this right now. And we learn this whole Jenny backstory. I have been in that exact situation where I have been at a party with my significant other. He was not running for senator. We were in high school. But a, a another girl showed up and I knew when she she walked in because we had talked about her before that I knew something was afoot and I, I sat probably through, knew something was a hand I sat through a, a party knowing that I was being lied to and that there was something happening and so when that whole scene was happening with Catherine I was like wow this is fantastic the way she is holding true to her instinct that something is up 
but she is also trying she's dealing with two opposite um two opposite like reactions one her desire to trust her instinct her she knows something's going on and also her desire to play the part that Thomas is asking her to play so she's trying to walk that line which is pretty much impossible you know because it does involve her being betrayed and um it's just it's it's I want to watch it right now I desperately want to watch it right now uh, and it sucks that we haven't had time to watch some on It this really trip. does. We keep being like, should we watch Southern Charm? And it's like one in the morning. Yeah. And we're like, we have to get up at 8 a.m. We got to go to bed. Yeah. So instead of that, what we did was uh, kind of just pop around Hulu and just see if we can watch a one-off of something that we have not watched uh, before for the show and something that uh, is a little different. And, uh, you know, we've, we watch a lot of, like, remodeling shows. We watch a lot of kitchen shows. Um, we don't watch so many, like, survivalist shows. It's we've true. done it in the past, I think. Um, I, I'm sure we've probably watched Naked and Afraid on yeah. the show. Oh, yeah. But uh, somebody, something that we had not cracked into, and I um, was pleased to find out that Ashley did not know about this at all was... I mean, I knew about it because people had talked about it on our podcast, but I've never seen it. Yes, which was what, what? What did we watch, Ash? Man versus Wild. Man versus Wild, uh, hosted by the uh, incorrigible Bear Grylls. And now I first off was shocked that there was another person named Bear. I thought it was just Bear <laughs> from no, the Jersey Shore. This is the first Bear. All right, this is where Bear came from. I okay. had no idea there was another Bear out there. So we watched that, and I was like, okay, let's see. And they offered two seasons on Hulu, and uh, I flipped around, and I found in from season seven, there's an episode where Jake Gyllenhaal tags along. Wow. And uh, it's, I'll tell you what, it, it was as fun as any of these shows can possibly be. I'm not a huge Bear Grylls person, uh, based on the fact that um, I never believed what was going on was completely true. Really? <clears throat> yeah, sorry, I just coughed right into the mic. Uh, yes, but um, there is like a little disclaimer that kind of um, explains my feeling, like what, like the feelings that I'm having, and it kind of explains, uh, which I kind of find. Do you want to read it? You Ash? read it. Okay, so right when you click on this is season seven, episode one. By the way, you can get it on Hulu. Uh, it uh, a black screen comes up with white uh, white lettering. Bear Grylls and the crew receive support when they are in a potentially life-threatening situations as required by health and safety regulations. On some occasions, situations are presented to Bear so he can demonstrate survival techniques. Professional advice should always be sought before entering any dangerous environment. So basically, they're just saying, like, listen, some of this stuff seems like it maybe isn't really happening to him, but that's just because we're trying to make a TV show. Mm. And you know what? I can respect that. And maybe when I was watching these shows before I was talking about them on podcasts, I kind of felt a little differently about them where I'm like, ah, this is bullshit. Because personally, my survivalist is the Survivor Man. Mm. Survivor Man is fantastic because the whole thing about Bear Grylls, it's like, oh, he's in a tundra. He's by himself. How is he going to do this? And it's like, there's a camera following you. Yeah. There's a cameraman following you. It's, yeah. it's with Survivor Man, he will do a trip up a mountain 
and he sets up his tripod. He shows you how to climb and scale the mountain. Then he has to come down and pick up all of his equipment wow. and then climb back up again. Wow. So the, as soon as I realized that Survivor Man was really doing it, yeah. I'm like, I'm a Survivor Man guy. I, I'm not a Bear Grylls guy. And honestly, it's a lot slower paced Survivor Man. Survivor Man, like... He'll just be making a fire and like the fire won't go, won't, won't light. And he's really cold in a cave and he's eating like, like grass. He's finding different types of like shrubbery and grass that is like okay for him to eat to get some sustenance. Oh my God. Bear Grylls is like, he's always like scaling, like, uh, you know, he's in a tundra scaling a mountain and then he's like, you know, like shooting an arrow at a bald eagle and like crazy stuff where it, it's all like action packed shit. And just happenstances, you know? And uh, I, I just find that Survivor Man just seems to be more authentic. And honestly, I feel like you can pick up a tip or two from the Survivor Man that really in Bear Grylls, it's just not. It's just <laughs> like, you're going to dig that hole all night. And you're going to live in that hole. And Survivor Man's like, if you want to make a fire when it's kind of damp, here's what you do. And you're like, oh, thank you, Survivor Man. <laughs> But the the added element of Jake Gyllenhaal tagging along. Now, I didn't know that he was on this show. I do remember an episode where Will Ferrell tagged along. That's crazy. Um, and it was a little funnier. Um, but w- what was funny about the Jake Gyllenhaal thing is anytime they had talked about Jake being on the show, they ca- he, it, Bear Grylls narration was always like, Super famous A-lister, Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal, yeah. came, walked across. We had him lead. And it's like um, Hollywood's own Jake Gyllenhaal. It's like we get yeah. it. Yeah, Hollywood Grylls. movie star who is also an actor, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Um, so, Ashley, since this was your first experience with Man vs. Wild, um, tell us uh, tell us your first impressions of the show. What do you think of Bear? What do you think of the whole deal? I really liked Bear. I liked the fact that like they're being helicoptered in by was it the Swiss like army or something, something? like that. Yeah. The fact that you have like the government involved it legitimizes this for me. I will say that before we started watching, I googled Man versus Wild, and the first thing that came up is is it fake? So it's interesting that you brought that up. I didn't I didn't read the article, but you can tell they've had they clearly have had some to deal with. There's some, some naysayers out there. Yeah, some of that stuff. Um, I liked. I watched this episode. I en- I enjoyed it for sure. There was, to me, there was more of like, I, I was more interested in like, why does Jake Gyllenhaal want to do this? So then I started Googling Jake Gyllenhaal and reading a lot of articles about like his, um, his famous privacy. He's apparently impossible to interview. I read a lot of interviews of oh, really? people being upset. Yeah. Um, of him just kind of being a dick in interviews. And so like that to me ended up being more compelling. Oh, the, the Jake situation was, was completely more compelling than the actual, uh, surviving. Exactly. Like I'm not in, I don't think I'd watch this show if they wasn't for Jake. No, never, never, never. Uh, if it wasn't for the the show that we do and that I would never pop on a survive on a man vs. wild. Because this bear guy, he's not easy to, it's not like. 
he's almost like a glass of milk. It's almost like nothing. Like you're, he's not bringing crazy personality to this. Well, he's just bringing information. So, so, all right. So to defend in the defense of Bear Grylls, this was a Jake Gyllenhaal episode. So it was a different, you have to imagine him being out there by himself and just talking to the camera the whole time. Yeah. He's putting on a show. He definitely puts on a show. In this one, it was a lot more encouragement to Jake. Yeah. Jake, you're doing it. You're doing a great job. Jake, you want to lead. Jake, we got to crawl across this uh, cord, this rope. That was the craziest uh, they, well, part. They, that was insane. They and, were in Iceland, by the way. And, we should say that. Oh, okay. Yes, they were in Iceland. Um, and uh, they were on like a an active volcano. Yeah. So what, what was... Okay, so some of the highlights here, because there's not so much to talk about, but... Where the fact that at first Jake looked like he like didn't know what he was getting himself into. Yeah, they were like, "Have you prepared for this?" And he was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> but like, I but, work out. But I think he also doesn't he do like a lot of. He's clearly into this. Like, he's he wanted a camper. to do this. He's yeah. a camper. He's, so. He grew up camping. Yeah, like all rich people, he has been out in the wilderness been and been he's on fun that. adventures. I think when you're if you grow up like a millionaire, right, then your family's taking a lot of cool vacations out in nature, and that is where his love for nature has been birthed from. But do I sound bitter that I'm? I'm no. upset. Oh okay. yes. Uh, so what I, what I thought was the most incredible part here is like bear kept throwing him in situations. Like it was like a complete whiteout, like couldn't see anything, couldn't see in front of you. And bears like attached like a cord to him and Jake and made Jake sort of lead the way. And then the cameraman's like in Jake's face and he's like, Jake, how do you feel about what's going on? And he's like, I have no idea what's going on. I don't know why he allowed me to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I leading? And then, like, that's just kind of started off, like, a whole bunch of shit where Bear was just making him do a bunch of stuff he was kind of uncomfortable with. Yeah. And it kind of felt like Bear was kind of snickering in the background. It almost felt like Bear's whole deal was, like, he was like, I'm going to kind of freak this Hollywood guy I'm gonna out. I'm going to break I'm gonna, this Yeah, I'm going to give him the whole experience. I'm going to keep telling him that this is a lot harder than being an actor. Am I right? Yeah. So then they come to, like, they're on, like, an active volcano, and there's, like, they're looking for sustenance. They're looking for food. And uh, the uh, Bear looks down into, like, a huge crevice in the volcano, and he sees that there is, like, a goat or a sheep down a there. Sheep, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it had it's died. Dead. It died because of the volcano that had erupted, like, two years years prior um and he's like oh uh this volcano uh, it was so hot it oh, killed that sheep is that what it was i thought yeah. that it had just died because of the weather because he's like oh, we maybe because it weather. was two years ago he wouldn't have been like we can eat it uh, yeah maybe it was the weather i don't remember what it was but he went down he <laughs> we can ma- eat this two-year-old dead well sheep. It, well you know you saw what happened i mean he made him go down there he like uh, had made that jake, court. Yeah. he made jake go like scale the cliff go down there and take a, a machete and he's like all right uh you gotta uh, gut jake, it and cut, all you off do is cut its head off and uh, gut it and then bring it up here and we'll use the uh the pelt for warmth and we'll eat the the, the meat and jake's like huh what, what are you talking about he's like no no just go down there and cut its head off yeah he never explained why we're cutting its head off like i don't understand why we had to why he had to because make jake you don't Gyllenhaal need cut his head off head. but just so leave why the head pull up the there? head back up because every ounce of your energy you have to hold on to because they don't have food so it's like why would you expend energy on pulling a head out of the hole when you how don't much need could the a head? fucking sheep head weigh maybe eight to ten pounds and that is enough to leave it down there jake just cut off the head it was pretty anyway wild. jake starts gutting this sheep he and- went down there and just started hacking it up and then he like pulled at like one of the hind legs and literally it just like 
ripped off. Like, like he didn't have to. Yeah, he hand. didn't have to touch it at all. And then immediately, like without skipping a beat, like Bear is looking down. He's like, "Oh, did that? Did that leg just rip off? Uh, we can't eat that. Yeah, that's, it's that's rotten. bad. That's rotten. rotten. Put that back. Put that sheep get back away together. From that sheep. Sew that sheep up. Let's get come back up here. And then like, Jake's like. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just literally hacked and ripped the guts out of this rotten sheep. Meanwhile, Bear, uh, Jake kept telling Bear, like, it smells really bad. It yeah. doesn't smell good down here. Yeah. And Bear's like, it's fine. Cut its head off. Yeah. It's probably the shit from when it was down there shitting. Yeah. And then so uh, it, he came back up there with no meat, no pelt, but he, he did. He did climb through a very cool, like, snow cavern to get yes. out of it, which was super rad. I was into that. Instead of Bear having to pull him up from the harness which they had made to send him down there he climbed up this ice cavern and then they were like this ice cavern could implode at any moment and crush him we are not going to stop filming this episode till we kill jake gyllenhaal basically and then they really were going through that so at the very end of the episode i guess sort of like the uh, grand finale Mm -hmm. they had to cross over this big crevice and the best way to do it was somebody had left uh, a rope that was like nailed in the each side of the mountain a giant rope clearly production did two that. cliffs clearly the no, show they did. said that i know was... but i think this is the setup situations oh. like you know what i mean like how did they know that they're gonna really put jake gyllenhaal on that if they didn't know the safety regulations of the whole thing do you know what i mean i believed it immediately because no. they were like this is used for hunters to pass supplies well he back was and like forth. but when when jake's like jake came to the rope he's like why is there like just like a professionally done rope up here on this mountain and bear's like listen i don't know sometimes people pass supplies back and forth don't worry about it all i know is it looks secure and we're getting on it um clearly that was set up that's like a setup situation but i mean with no i mean there was a safety rope only tied on to each of the guy's bodies connecting each other but like nothing else no net they had to cross over a rope that it must have been like a hundred yards down you would have died if you fell for sure and it was like a a frozen tundra that was windy Mm -hmm. and they were just like on a little rope sliding themselves using their own body weight. Yeah. I have never seen anything like this in my entire life, let alone watching Jake Gyllenhaal do this for a discovery channel. It was compelling as fuck. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah. Bear got on it. And then here's the thing. Bear gets on it and he's like halfway through and he's like talking to his own like body cam. Yeah. He's like, this is pretty tough. I'll be honest. This is tougher than I thought. I don't know. He's uh, struggling. I, I just don't want to look like I'm scared. So, Je- so Jake Gyllenhaal still gets on the rope. It's like, tell him that he shouldn't do this. <laughs> he doesn't have to do this. Get the Swiss Army to come pick him up. Yeah. The thing that I found like most terrifying about the rope is halfway through, Bear points out that all of your weight, because it's some sort of special like um, way to, to pull your body on this rope, but he's like, all of your weight is on your chest, so it makes breathing hard, and it made me think of when we were in Six Flags, and they put the um, the harness down on you mm. so you can't fully take a lung, a full breath full oh, in. Oh, God, and Six that, Flags. That, that causes panic. If I can't breathe, the I start- Snickers. I start hyperventilating. What is Snickers? Oh, the Twix ride. Excuse oh, yeah, me. the Twix. This, yeah. The Twix ride, folks. You guys know. Never you guys go are long-time blue Ruined hearts. Our lives. Check out our first episode of the year if you want to hear about our Six Flags adventure. I have listened to that episode multiple times because, not because I want to relive that Six Flags thing, but because it makes me laugh. <laughs> it's one of my fave episodes. Oh, that's great. Well, anyway, Jake Gyllenhaal gets on that goddamn rope and he does it. I couldn't believe and it. And he's so happy that he does it. So in the end, it was happy. Happy And endings. he said at the, when he got off the rope, he was like, um, he's like, oh my 
my God, that was amazing. He was like, fear plus excitement equals enjoyment. That was Jake Gyllenhaal's thing. Oh, yeah, he did say that. Fear plus excitement equals enjoyment. And I'm sitting there cozy. I'm in Nick's arms on this couch. I'm cozy. I'm eating snacks. I'm watching reality television. I'm like, this is enjoyment. Snacks plus couch equals enjoyment. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Snacks plus couch plus loved one plus reality TV equals enjoyment. Not fear plus excitement. What a privilege. I mean, to me, that's just like you you must live like a privileged life if you're like i gotta in order for me to enjoy things i have to be hanging from a rope facing sudden death a hundred yards away from an icy cavern folks that is the episode um we want to say thank you for listening do us a favor if you haven't already please scroll down to the bottom of the apple podcast app and rate this podcast five stars write a little something nice in the review box that will help our podcast out immensely Please do it. Do it right now. If you haven't done it, just do it. Just scroll down and do it. it it's really, I mean, just look at your, th- do it. Rate us somehow, figure it out, and do it. It will help us. We thanks. really need it, guys. We, we haven't gotten it. a five-star review in like three weeks, we and it's crushing it. me. We need it to get through this tour. Otherwise, we're not going to come back to New York. Also, if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can follow the podcast at Reality Blows Pod. You can follow Ashley at Ashley B. Roberts. This is Twitter, by the way. And you can uh, follow me on Instagram uh, by searching my name uh, uh, at Nick Maritato. That's N-I-C-K-M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. You can email us any suggestions, comments, if you want us to read something on the pod at realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. And also, we are still smack dab in the middle of this little mini tour. So in uh, on Tuesday... Uh, we will be in Asheville which at the, is the What is the date? Room. What is the date of that? I don't know. So today is the 17th. It's the 18th of June, right? Yeah. Okay, Tuesday, June 18th, 2009. We will be in Asheville, North Carolina at the Lazoom Room. And then the following day, which is Wednesday, June 19th, we'll be 2019, in we will be in Chapel Hill at the Pit, which is located on what street? Franklin. Yeah, that's that main street, folks. We got to come out and support the shows, get a ticket in advance, come get one at the door, whatever uh, floats your boat. Uh, I will be doing stand-up. Ashley will be doing stand-up. We will have special guests. It's going to be a really rad time. If you are a blowhard, come up after us and talk to us, and we will talk to you. June 18th at the Lazoom Room in Asheville. June 19th at the Pit in Chapel Hill. Come talk to us. That's us, folks. Um, And uh, that is the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, have a nice day. Goodbye. Bye.